Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcast to Mark Atreira with your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. Welcome back to another week of Sports Sunday. We've got a great show for you tonight. Maybe a little bit shorter, may not be. Who knows? You know, sometimes I get the rambling. But before I get started, as always, you know my link is going to be on my Facebook. You can find it there. You also can get it anywhere that you get your podcast, especially at the Anchor app, anchor.fm, and especially on Spotify. I tell you this often. You want to go to Spotify. You want to find my face there on Making a Cut. And you want to click follow. And it's going to let you know when my next episode is up. It's going to alert you so you can be ready for it. And on that note, before I even jump off into today's, to today's uh, episode, take it to the bank. The take it to the bank picks are coming back. We'll be back next week. We'll be... You know, I told you I'm going to be having, I'm going to have my bud with me, but I'm going to see if other people are going to be joining me on there as well to make some picks. We're going to be mixing in a little bit of college football here and there too on the big games, not just any games. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you keep an eye out for it, an ear out for it. Be looking for it. Be listening for it. It's coming out real soon. So this week, let's go on and get started with this. Let's see. Let's see. Raise your hand if you forgot that it was college football week zero. No, my hand is in the air because it, it just, you know, I'm so excited about college football. I'm so excited about football being back. And yet I still forgot that it was week zero this week. It just seems like it crept up on me. That doesn't mean I'm not excited. It doesn't mean that those of you who raise your hand uh, are, you know, raise your hand in your mind, weren't excited as well. But I think part of it is because of the last couple of years, especially here in Louisiana, the last couple of years of LSU after 2019, the, the greatest uh, college football team of all time. Really, it just those last couple of years just been down, got a lot of stuff, a lot of what ifs, a lot of I don't knows yet. You know, new coaching staff. What's what's it going to look like the first year? Is it going to take a couple of years for it to get going, etc. So it kind of, you know, that that excitement for college football in Louisiana is definitely here, but at the same time, it's, it's, it, it just crept up on us all, right? Also, raise your hand on the same token if you forgot that College Game Day had their first their first episode as well. That's me as well. I like I, I almost completely forgot. Then I turned around and was like, no, 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 we're watching this. We're watching this. We had something to do, but we watched it on the way too. So I was like, I right, know we're going to watch this as the first one. I know this is week zero. A lot of times they'll have big games on week zero. They didn't this year, but this, it, you know, uh, it, it was still an opportunity to watch it, and I'm excited about it. Especially, I wanted to see, you know, with the big contract, with the Big Ten made, um, they, uh, you, you know, they, that is really a competitor now to College Game Day. So anytime College Game Day talks about the Big Ten, they're talking about their competitor because they're getting paid from another station, from other stations, CBS, etc., cetera, uh, CBS Fox, I think, as well. And, and, and so you're really talking about your competitors. But, you know, it is college game day. they got to talk their sports. So you have all those facets, all those different things to talk about, all those talking points, but just to, you know, just to throw that out there. Also, the third thing to raise your hand on, raise your hand if you didn't realize or you forgot that it was the last weekend of preseason football. That's right. Three weeks, not four weeks. And for those of you who forgot that, there will not be any pro football this week. It'll be the week afterwards. So that that means this this week and this next week is going to be cut season. 
That means those those NFL rosters have to get down to 53-man rosters on, on every team. So this is a good time to be looking to see who's getting cut. Those who are on the bubble. Uh, Saints fans, we're looking to see if Traquan Smith is getting cut finally because you just don't understand uh, you know, why he's still on the team, etc. Uh, Ian Book, is, is he going to get cut? Is he going to be on the practice squad? What's the running back room look like? Uh, what's the running back room going to look like on the practice squad, etc.? Are we going to carry four running backs? You know, there's a lot in in there to look at. Uh, and so if you're a big-time football person like me, you're going to be paying attention to a lot of it. So did want to hit off a little bit this week because there, there's, you know, exactly what I was talking about uh, there with the Big Ten getting their TV rights and they're now the competitor, the big competitor to the SEC, etc. It made me think, I wonder if there is SEC fatigue now. And, uh, and, and I'll elaborate on that more with, with a couple other possible questions. And you think about it too, those of you who watch a lot of uh, college football, watch a lot of SEC football, LSU football, etc. Um, you wonder if there's SEC fatigue because they have been so dominant for so long. Don't get me wrong, Clemson's won here and there, Ohio State, you know, uh, even in the uh, college football playoff era. Uh, and you have those other teams. Uh, it, it, but it's been so SEC dominant and even Alabama dominant. Don't get me wrong. There is a lot of talk that's just Alabama and everybody else. But that's not necessarily true because you have LSU winning it. You have uh, Georgia winning it. So, I mean, you ha- but it's, the, it's this conference, right? And so anybody who's not in the Southeastern Conference uh, era, area, they really, you can feel that there's, there's always like this aggravation or this uh, little brother syndrome in a sense because they're like, Oh, it just means more, right? So every time they get a chance to poke poke the bear, so to speak, uh, to uh, you know, to make fun of the SEC when they mess up, like when Vanderbilt is struggling against Hawaii last night at the beginning of the game, ends up being a blowout, right? Uh, so there's always an opportunity. So there's it, there you could see that there may be an SEC fatigue, which it, it kind of takes me to my next question or point is. Is college football now kind of watered down? You know, like stocks. Like you get too many stocks. Uh, it, you know, too many. You, you start selling too many stocks, then it waters down the stocks. It, it, I'm talking investments here. Uh, but it, also the same thing with college football. I'm wondering if it's gotten watered down. And now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of things that you can you can think that I'm talking about in an argument or a question of like uh, NIL deals, it's free agency, and and uh, the transfer portal, etc. Coaches, contracts. Uh, it, you know, you could really lump all that into a big sum, but at the same point, like what has happened with the with the conference realignment, it almost seems like it has watered down college football in, in a lot of ways. Some people would say ruined it. Uh, well, that's what happens when you water down stocks is you ruin those stocks. They're, they're no longer really valuable, right? And I'm wondering with these conference alignments that we've gotten, the, do, the, the two huge ones with the SEC getting more teams, and with uh, the Big Ten getting more teams, if it's kind of watered down college football, because when you look at it, also think about it, you're being told what to watch. These are the big games. These are the big conferences. Uh, and you're missing out on a lot of other great football, right? You don't even think about like you, Like at the beginning of the football season, you're like, yes, I want to watch college football. And you're like, I'll watch like Army and Notre, uh, not Notre Dame, Army and like uh, Western Kentucky. You'll watch whatever. Because it's college football, it's back, right? So you're you're there. The the excitement of college football, competitiveness out on the field, watching good games, great games, right? Some games that you can go back and say, hey, I saw that game. 
But it seems to me that it's become a little bit watered down because, you know, we've talked about it before where we're looking at the talk is uh, that they want to have two major conferences, two super conferences, and they'll be in a league of their own. And all these other schools don't even compete with them at all. Like, so basically 50 teams total out of all the college football. Uh, and, and basically the best of the best out of the group of five teams, right? I'm sorry, the power five teams and, and, and making them two big conferences or one big conglomerate conglomerate of, of, of a conference of college football, right? Uh, and, and so you could see like that you could kind of feel like it's watered down because all of the rest of it, which is great too, you just kind of miss out on it. You don't even have the want to watch these other games. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're if you're a you know your favorite team is playing, of course you're going to want to watch them more and more, right? But college football and all of its pageantry is what's made college football so special. It's made it uh, more popular than the NFL, made it more popular than the NBA, uh, baseball, etc. It really has in the last ten years, ten to twenty years, become the most popular sport. College football has, <coughs> and you wonder, has this caused it to been watered down? Now are we only worried about the big teams and that's it right that you know and i understand all the money aspects to it i understand all the tv contracts i understand all of it i really do but you have to ask yourself man like man what what, what is happening with the the sport that we love so much so passionately too literally passionately that's that's part of the pageantry too because i mean nfl fans have like you know the dog pound or or the, the crazy raider fans etc the crazy uh philadelphia eagle fans you have it, the Houdat Nation, whatever, but it's not anything the same as college football, especially the big coliseums like the Roman Coliseums, like Tiger Stadium and Texas A&M and, and Ohio State and the, the Big House. It, uh, you, all those different places, uh, you, you know, a whiteout at Penn State. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that in, in any other sport. And, and so you, you, you kind of feel like this a little bit of takeaway like hey man you're kind of taking this away and you're telling me that I can only zoom in on this one little spot on these one these few areas when there's so much more because listen if you watch the pros like I do and if you watch the draft as much as I like I like I do I mean if you love it anywhere near like I do uh, then then you can kind of see like I watch a whole lot more college football because I love it because I love to see all right, so this guy, when he's going to draft, I don't have to go off of these draft experts, air quotes there, of what they're saying. I've seen it happen myself. I, I, regardless of what the quality of the opponent was, I got to see them play, got to see their skill set, almost like a, a scout would, right? So I, I, I've had eyes on it as well, which has been huge because when you look back at it, the TV rights have changed so much in the last 15, 20 years uh, that for the longest time, you know, for those of the younger generation, my, my age or even younger, you just are, are accustomed to seeing college football every Saturday at full scale. You can watch game after game after game from early in the morning from 11 o'clock in the morning central time till it's past bedtime, 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, right? You can just watch college football all the time. Well, that's not the way that it used to be. You used to have a couple of games a week. That was it. One big game a week, and that was it. That's all you got to see. Your team, you may never actually get to see your home team on, on, on TV or maybe once per year. And then they started making the changes, and then you had all of the big teams on there. And then you had the smaller teams. You got to see a San Diego State playing. You got to see a Memphis playing. You got to see, you know, a UCF and, and all these other teams playing. And, and, and it really helped uh, the sport out grow even more, which is huge. My concern, 
is that what I was talking about with the watering down, the seemingness of watering down the college football is you had this elitist thought process that where we just bring them all in just the best of the best into this one category and we leave everybody else alone, which you already have that, man. You already have the FBS and the FCS, right? Uh, when you do that, man, it really takes away from what you've built on. You know, when you look at a business model that's grown, uh, it grown substantially on their business model. And then all of a sudden they start cutting their feet out from underneath them with, you know, taking away what was successful for them. You kind of scratch your head and you're like, man, what are, what are you thinking as a business? Like that doesn't make sense. I, I, I know you're making some of it, uh, you know, even more profitable, but the overall you're cutting your overhead off. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So that's, that's my thought on it. That's, you know, not to get you to think, uh, all doomsday on college football because college football will always be around as long as we're living. It's just, it is what it is. It brings in too much money. Uh, you know, even going back to when the governor of Louisiana, when he was first uh, elected, he's like, we got to shut down LSU football. Come on, dude. You know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, Everybody rolled their eyes when it happened. Like, right, right. You can make any threats you want, but that's not going to happen, right? College football is going to be around, right? I'm just hoping that it's going to continually be like it has in the last five to 10 years where you've had where you've you've really grown the sport into areas that it wasn't grown before like you have these teams making money and getting good athletes at these smaller schools air quote smaller schools there uh that are not the powerhouses the blue blood so to speak uh and but it, it seems like we're trying to go back to pushing only the blue bloods uh the powerhouses and, and so uh, to me that kind of waters it down a little bit i know i'm rambling on it saying the same thing over and over but yeah i hope you understand what i'm saying and my other question is, did the SEC ruin college football? Now, you, you may be taken aback that I'm asking that because you know my love for the SEC, uh, LSU's in the SEC. But when you think about it, they really started the conference realignment when you brought in Texas A&M and Missouri. Now, Texas is part of the blame for that. Don't get me wrong, because Texas uh, wanted all, you know, got the, the TV rights over there in the Big, Big 12, but they kept it all to themselves, right? They weren't spreading it around for the rest of the, the teams in the conference. So they weren't really promoting their conference. They were promoting themselves, right? So they were all about, always all about themselves. Uh, and so they're part of the blame. But then when the SEC started that, look at what happened, man. Uh, you, you, you did have some greatness out of it, right? There were some great things that happened with it. Although A&M and Missouri, have they really helped out the SEC any not really. I mean, honestly, if it, I mean, I'm not I'm not picking on them, but when you really look at the bigger picture, have they really helped out? Not really. Have they been really competitive? I mean, you had a couple of things. Missouri has been pretty much non-existent, even even though they've been in the SEC uh, championship in the East a few times. You, you you still almost a lot of times forget that they're even the SEC, right? It just is what it is. And A and M, if you wouldn't have Jimbo there, if you wouldn't have had uh, Manziel there, then they would have been kind of in the same same room right so it hasn't really helped out a whole lot so you understand what i'm saying but you move on even further now we want to get more greedy we want to bring in texas and oklahoma right we want to go ahead and destroy the big 12 bring in their two biggest names uh which they're listen not picking on cowboys fans but you know the whole statement of the cowboys fans saying that this is our year etc and you hadn't won it since like 95 or whatever that's the same thing for Texas, and it's pretty much the same thing for Oklahoma, right? You're bringing these two teams in. Are they going to really help? I don't know. But when you do that, you're, te you're tearing away 
the rest of uh, college football. So what happens is the Big Ten has to retaliate. Well, we're going to tear away the big the Pac-12. They took their two biggest names, right? Really not their two biggest names. Two biggest names in the past, right? Because UCLA used to be a powerhouse too. Uh, but USA, uh, even though they've been down since uh, Bush and them left, they were a powerhouse, man. They've been powerhouse for years and years. I mean, you look at the amount of national championships, you look at the the, the amount of Heisman Trophy winners, etc., uh, it, 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 they are a powerhouse. They are a name for themselves. So you can see why they would bring them over. But it's just tearing away from what college football is. And uh, and it all started with the SEC doing it, man. It, it, don't get me wrong. I liked a lot of the stuff that the you know the, the conference realignment did. But you had some crazy stuff. Like the Big East had, was trying to bring over San Diego State. You can't get any further west for the Big East. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh, But... You have to wonder if the, the like going back to the last question that I had, if college football, the game of college football is being watered down, the stock in it is going down because if you're watering it down so much, is that because of the SEC? And it very well could be. As much as I love the SEC, when you begin to think about it, look who's caused all of it, right? And so just food for thought for you there. But I did want to go over a couple things. A little bit of news on LSU football uh, before I jump off. I want to talk a couple. Uh, just just follow with me. LSU football. Brian Kelly comes in. He gets a pretty decent recruiting class. One of the big names that he gets is Will Campbell, five-star uh, tackle, offensive lineman. And he brings him in. And guess what? He's starting at left tackle. He's been named the starter for left tackle. That's huge, man. That's almost, and in a lot of ways, it's unprecedented because look where you're at. You're at LSU, who struggled offensive line, but you, you know, but it is the SEC offensive line going against SEC defenses, and you're going to put a true freshman at left tackle, starting him out. That's that's almost unprecedented in a lot of ways. That's huge. And you know, the talk, John Emery. For those of you who have been paying attention or, or haven't noticed. John Emery has been suspended for a couple games, so uh, when you look at it, the backfield, it's probably going to be Noah Kane and uh, guy's name's slipping my mind, but it's mostly going to be Noah Kane, the transfer from Penn State originally uh, from here, if I'm not mistaken. But John Emery will be back. He's he's not away from the team completely, but he's just suspended for a couple games. And I don't I don't even know why. I don't really care. You know, you just read it anyway. So, but the only other part is you know, Miles Brennan is gone, so the quarterback room is really. Quarterback battle is between the transfer from Arizona State and, and, and uh, Jalen, Jaden Daniel and Nussmeyer, right? Uh, but Daniels has been the one that's been getting the first, uh, the most first string snaps uh, and reps in practice this last week. So it looks like he's going to be the starter. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he is the starter just from what's been happening in practices, right? So there's my news on LSU football. Did want to remind you. In case of those of you who are raising your hands at the beginning of the show uh, that you know you didn't realize college football stuck up on you, right? Well, this week, this coming weekend, you know, today's Sunday, this coming weekend is when college football is really starting. It's really going to start Thursday night, so you're going to have some games then, but it's really going to be big this weekend, right? And so you want to watch these games especially. These are the big games. I wanted to remind you what they were, some, some out-of-conference games, uh, etc., and, you know, the these are going to be good games to watch. I'm going to start with Memphis and Mississippi State. This is going to be almost a rivalry game now because of the way that these two teams have played the last two years. Just trust me on it. That's going to tell a lot for LSU playing Mississippi State afterwards too. Okay? So in like think week three or so. Anyway, 
All the big games. Cincinnati, who was just in the college football playoff, is playing Arkansas. Arkansas is favored in that game, and you can understand why. K.J. Jefferson coming back. Um, they, are, they played really good last year. Great coaching staff there. who's turned a lot of things around really quickly. Uh, and so it's going to be huge. And Cincinnati, can they continue to sustain what they've grown off of? Or are all those players that they had to get them to that level, are they all gone? And now they got to scramble and get back again before they get move to the Big 12, right? So next game, Oregon and Georgia. This one is kind of a big, not just because you got uh, the, the leader in the house now, uh, of the Pac-12 in Oregon, but you also have, and, and playing against the, the national champion uh, Georgia Bulldogs, but you also have Bo Nix is going to be the starting quarterback for that game. That's going to be huge. It's going to be something to look out for. Uh, playing, poor guy, is he gets out of the SEC, transfers out of the SEC, and his first game is, is not only against the SEC team, but also against the defending national championship uh, champion team. That I mean, that's you know he may lose his starting job after after that game, maybe in the first half. Another game, Utah and Florida. Now, used to be this wouldn't have been a big game. Florida would have been like, all right, we're the, we're the favorites all the way around. Utah is by far the favorite. They are the other standing team in the Pac-12 that's still up there, still ranked, still fighting for an opportunity to be in the college football playoff. In Florida, you got to see what they're going to look like with Bill Bill and Napier, uh, and I'm interested. And seeing this too, you know who I'm going to pull for. I like Billy Napier. I like him a lot, uh, but you know I'm going to who I'm going to be pulling for here because I just cannot pull for that orange and blue team. You know I can't, right? So it is what it is. Notre Dame. This is probably going to be the biggest game of the weekend. Notre Dame, their first game without Brian Kelly after so many years. It's going to be taking on Ohio State. That's going to be a big game. Notre Dame is actually ranked really high in most of the polls. A lot of them have them like fourth, fifth, sixth. That's and I think one of them has them as low as seventh, and that's about it. But they're ranked up there really high, which is really kind of surprising because they weren't ranked that high with Brian Kelly there, which really doesn't make sense. You know, preseason rankings with Brian Kelly. So I, I don't remember that if it was. And then of course, the game that we're looking at the most here: what is Brian Kelly going to do with the LSU Tigers? What the, what are they going to look like? You're going to get a, a test right off the bat. Uh, playing, they're not going to be playing Saturday. They're going to be playing Sunday, so it's going to be the standalone game that you can watch. And don't worry, there's not going to be any NFL games because, like I said, that's the week afterwards. They're taking a week off in between their three-game preseason till the regular season kicks off, right? So LSU and Florida State. This is a game that used to happen a lot in the, in, in the 80s, and it really hasn't happened since then, really. Uh, and Florida State is not the powerhouse that they were when Biden, uh, Biden, Bowden was there, and they're not even close to the powerhouse that they were for that that one little slither of time that Jimbo took Bowden's team to win the national championship against Auburn, who had a cornerback at quarterback. You know, it, you know the story on that. You've heard me say it so many times because you know I can't say it. Anyway, so this this is going to be a telltale for a lot. Mike Norvell over there in Florida State. This is kind of a testing for him as well to see if he can finally step up and play some big boy football. Uh, because when he moved down from Memphis, was it Memphis or Middleton? I think he moved down from Memphis. I'm pretty positive it was Memphis that he came down from. They were had, they had high hopes for him, bringing in recruits and bringing in players, bringing in system, and uh, they're hoping they could do. It. And look, I like the guy too as a coach, so I think I, I think highly of him. Uh, but it just it, it's it has not been the same at, at Florida State, even worse than what it hadn't been the same in Miami. So. You have a team that's 
that you have two teams that are trying to uh, fight their way back into relevance, into powerhouse uh, mindset for everybody else to see, right? And I'm interested in seeing, I know all of us are interested in seeing how LSU is going to look. We already have the question of, are they going to be okay this year? Um, you know, or, or is it going to take a couple years for Brian Kelly to get his system really going in there? Uh, with all the transfers, so many different people, coaches, you name it. You, you, you got so many things out there that can be distractions. But I think he's a guy for the part, for, for it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I am picking LSU for this one. I think they take Florida State. I, I just don't think Florida State has uh, the athletes there that they used to have back in the day. Right? And so I, I tell you those games because I want you to get hyped up for college football like I am. I am definitely hyped up for college football. There's no pageantry like it. There's nothing like it, right? And then right around the corner the week after that, pro football, the NFL kicks off as well too. I know some people who have gotten tired of the NFL, rolled their eyes on that part. But, hey, football is back, man. Enjoy it. Don't let other people steal your joy uh, from for your love for football because of their political nonsense, right? Let it be. Just enjoy football. And uh, and let's have fun. Let's like, hey, here, cheers with water to, to the new season, right? I'm so excited about it. I know you are excited about it. I can't wait. I, I'm like giddy, like it's Christmas morning almost. I'm ready to watch these games. I can't wait for college game day next Saturday. I'm so excited. So this is your boy Mark Atreira with your favorite podcast, Make It a Cut. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Sports Sunday. See y'all next week. Watch football.